0: Presented by AT and Connecting changes everything.
1: Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just twelve weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula.
0: 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
2: It's Monday, May 11th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. One of the most interesting aspects of the coronavirus pandemic is how our everyday lives have changed. One such thing is a move away from the culture of waste. People are regrowing scallions and growing herbs at home, Washing and reusing Ziploc bags, and more. But while being this frugal in the past was mostly rooted in saving money, this time around, it's a little different. There's a fear of scarcity and also an effort to avoid unnecessary movement. Meredith Haggerty, editor at Vox, joins us for the novel Frugality. Thanks for joining us, Meredith. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk a little bit about how our lives have changed because of the current pandemic that we're going through. One of the interesting things, there's this new sense of frugality that is set in for a lot of people. Anecdotally, you just hear some of these stories and and even online, you've been seeing things about how people are growing green onions, scallions at their home, so they don't have to get out to the store so much. Myself, I've taken to rewashing and reusing the little red plastic solo cups and even saving some of those plastic to-go containers from takeout and things like that. We're kind of all getting in this mode again. A lot of it is not necessarily new, but maybe the circumstances of why we're doing it is obviously new. So Meredith, tell us a little bit about how frugality has creeped back into America.
3: So, I mean, I also, I noticed a lot of people tweeting or talking about, say, eating the ends of their bread for the first time or washing aluminum foil, which they hadn't done previously. I have not done that Uh, one yet. (laughs) I have. I've only just started doing that. I was not, I have to admit, like a super frugal person myself previously. But the thing that I thought was really interesting about this behavior is that when I first started hearing about it it was from people who I knew, say, weren't necessarily in a position of economic precarity. There obviously is a lot of unrest and uncertainty about the future right now, and everyone's a little freaked out. But it seemed like these new behaviors weren't necessarily coming from a place of, will I be able to buy this stuff for my family again? It came a lot from a place of, is it safe for me to go buy this? for my family again? Or is it safe for me to send somebody else to buy it? Or wouldn't it be better to maybe get a little bit more out of my bread, a little bit more out of my aluminum foil, a little bit more out of my Ziploc bags? And that's what we're seeing people sort of embracing and realizing what they had on their hands already.
2: And you contrast this with the kind of thought of frugality from years past or, you know, your grandparents or other even culturally- people that had to have saved because they've gone through tough times. They went through the Great Recession. They lived in a country maybe where they didn't have a lot of stuff, things like that. That's kind of where you think the basis of it comes from. But you're right. Everything is different now, you know, with all of these stay-at-home orders. And people are genuinely freaked out sometimes about going out into public and getting sick. You're just kind of wanting to save as much as you can just to save yourself from being out there.
3: So I talked to an expert in frugality, Ronald Goldsmith, who had studied it pre-pandemic. And he had talked about how, for the most part, there had been two types of frugality, intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic is just some people are naturally frugal, they might be super wealthy, but they're still going to save every takeout container, no matter what. And there are other people who are extrinsically frugal. And that's because of the circumstances they find themselves in economically. For the most part, what Mr. Goldsmith said to me was they would like to be able to be less frugal, but they don't have the funds for it. And in this case, we're seeing just sort of This moment where people who were not intrinsically frugal are suddenly becoming extrinsically frugal, but not because they don't have the money, but because they are dealing with this unprecedented situation that we're all dealing with right now.
2: And it's crazy because we invented this whole industry of disposable products, really a bunch of stuff you mentioned in the article, diapers, diapers cameras, contact lenses, the plastic bags, the Ziploc bags, all of this stuff is just disposable things for us. And now even with the Ziploc bags, people are washing them and turning them inside out and drying them so they can reuse them. And, you know, these are all these things, maybe so going back to this, getting out in the world, just so you don't have to rebuy them again. And some people like kind of that regret sets in too. It just happened to me because I 100% literally just ran out of these gallon size Ziploc bags. And I'm like, man, I should have washed some of these this past week and saved those.
3: Yeah, it's like, oh, when I don't have this anymore, I don't have it in a way that I think some people just hadn't really experienced in the same way before. It's a strange time. But I think that cultural disposability thing, that's sort of the thing I really wanted to get at in this piece too, is like, America has a materials culture, and has for 70 some odd years, at least, maybe more. And we've been encouraged through marketing and through the way that things are made through planned obsolescence through disposability, just to think of things as being able to be thrown away and that we constantly need the new thing that we're always being sold something else. And that was good for marketers. That was good for companies. It's not necessarily good for the environment. It's not necessarily good for us. And more importantly, it's not necessarily necessary, which I think is the thing that people often forget. I've I've always thrown away Ziploc bags and I've only just started rewashing them. And it's like, oh, now I still have Ziploc bags. Like (laughs) what a small miracle.
2: Talk to me a little bit about the fear of scarcity and panic buying, because we know we all remember the stories right when this happened. Obviously, the toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning supplies, that was the first stuff to go. Right now, we're hearing about things with the food supply and certain things might not be available. Tell me a little bit about that. So
3: we're definitely seeing fears around the supply chain. As someone who's reported on the supply chain in the past, I've never heard people talk about it in conversation quite as much as we are these days. There's the fear that all these meat plants are being shut down, which they probably should be for safety. There are fears about toilet paper and Clorox wipes and all of these things that the supply chain, because of the way it's structured, is not able to just get up and out to us at the speed that we're currently demanding it. So I think that instills in people just a real fear of like, even if I go to the supermarket, if I get myself out and I go out there? Will there be the thing that I need there? Um, Which is an unusual thought in 2020 America before the pandemic. This is actually one of the aspects of the piece where I the most was like, well, when I have started doing these things, I am doing it because I'm afraid it's not going to be there when I get to the supermarket. Like I am afraid of scarcity, personally. And I think that we saw that same fear with people buying up all the toilet paper immediately. As we know, coronavirus is not a gastrointestinal disease. It doesn't really make sense that we all went out and bought toilet paper. But that is what people did. And that leads to a shortage. And that leads to this fear of future shortages, just the realization that we might live in a really interconnected and impressive global system previously, but that's not necessarily always the case when things are changing so rapidly and so terrifyingly.
2: Definitely interesting times with what's going on. And one of these things that's interested me so much is how we're adapting and changing to all of this. So I want to use the term you coined for the article. It's just so interesting how this novel coronavirus has instilled this novel frugality in a lot of people. Meredith Haggerty, editor at Vox, thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
2: I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. Follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat.